The Heather McCoy Show. And welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. This is Heather McCoy, and I'm joined with Robert Larson from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. We were just leaving off of with about the political situation as far as the electoral process. Um, what political implications does this have in the Inland Empire? What have I been noticing politically going on here in this area? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's people, I imagine it's going to get a little more uh, vocal and obvious in the next few weeks as we approach the election, but I'm already seeing some Romney Ryan stickers on cars, uh, a few. I haven't seen any new Obama stickers on cars, so, uh, which in the 2008 election, I, I saw more Romney, I mean, I saw more uh, Obama than McCain stickers in this area, which was kind of interesting, being that it is a very Republican area. Yeah, in Orange County, uh, actually, I see, I've seen no bumper stickers of either party whatsoever. It's almost like the election is not happening. Yeah, I think it's kind of, I think there's going to be a fairly good turnout Maybe not as high as last time, but it would be a fairly good turnout. But I think people are just not as worked up about it. People are not, that whole uh, inspiration level isn't there. I mean, you know, a lot of people, I think, are still going to vote for Obama, but they're not going to be as vocal about it. And uh, I, the right wing is probably, most of that base is going to come out and vote for Romney, but don't want to be too vocal about that either because if they're real Tea Party types, uh, Romney has not been on their side all along on all the issues. They don't they don't trust him. And yeah. He's not a, a true right winger. He's just a political opportunist. If he felt he could be a moderate and get through the Republican primaries, I'm sure he would have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, um, one of the more infuriating arguments that the Republicans put out is, oh, well, you can't really do a stimulus bill because there's not really a lot of projects to do. But apparently there's an article uh, saying that the road repairs in the Inland Empire are way behind and the roads are falling apart. Yeah, there, there's, uh, I haven't noticed it too much in the uh, Temecula, Murrieta area. I, uh, I think commerce is a little better in the Temecula area because of the casino and some other thing, the wineries and that, but uh, in other parts of uh, Riverside County, there are, uh, and the Press Enterprise had an article about it, there's just a lot of roads that have been, you know, two, three, four, five years uh, waiting to get repairs done, and there's just really not the funds. The tax revenues are way down, and they come back a little bit from a low, of the, about a couple years ago, that was the, the sort of rock bottom low. But they're still below what they were uh, pre-Great Recession. And it's, yeah, they show some pictures <laughs> on the roads. And in sort of nice suburban neighborhoods that are, uh, the houses were built like 10 years ago. So these should be pretty nice. Here. And there's just gravel coming up everywhere and, and holes. And they uh, just, uh, there's not as much money coming from the federal government, from the state government. It's on all levels. Yeah. People are a little up, uh, upset about that. Well, that's one of my pet peeves about urban sprawl is when you when the builders make a humongous profit on, you know, turning empty land into houses, they never take into account that the city and the government actually has to pay for more roads. It seems like that's always left out of the equation. Well, yeah, the developers, they don't want to... Uh, <laughs> 
they don't have to deal with anything that is going to cost them money or anything. Yeah. As far as having to lobby and get all this taken care of any more than they have to. They just want to get the houses built, get their money, and move along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's one of the biggest problems with Sprawl to me anyways. And then um, if they're bad in if the roads are bad in the Inland Empire, um, I was telling you a few days ago that um, – Basically, there's parts of L.A. where it feels like you're off-roading. I mean, it doesn't even feel like you're on a road. It's, it's like the days harken back to the Model T that gets stuck in the horse or in the uh, baggage ruts, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really funny. That the, we know all this work is out there that needs to be done. And it's, what, what's the problem right now? The problem is, is unemployment is still a big issue. Well, th- those are some jobs there. And if the uh, government at whatever level was spending a little more money to take care of these things, it creates some jobs there, the people that are actually doing it, but then those people who have more work are going to be buying more things, and that creates more jobs as well. And this is... (laughs) This is uh, how it how it really works. You got to get consumers to be spending money. You don't give the money to the people at the top and let it trickle down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and more fun uh, political news. Apparently, there's been another court ruling on the mar- medical marijuana dispensary case out in the Inland Empire. Uh, what was the court's ruling? They, not surprisingly, ruled against the uh, dispensaries, and uh, looks like puts another sort of nail in the coffin of uh, of that being available to people who actually need it out in this area. And they'll have to travel to San Diego County, Orange County, that, where the authorities aren't being as strict on this sort of thing. And there's one operator who was still running his shop when he was, they had, it was kind of like uh, waiting awaiting the next ruling, you're supposed to be not open for business, but he just decided to defy that order, and he's now being held in contempt. And, yeah, there may be some people that will actually go to jail for this, which is really sad. I mean, I, I'm sure some of these people are they're just like businessmen and are just kind of out to, to make a profit, but I think most of them are really feeling that they're providing a service, and there are some really sick people who really uh, are able to be helped by the medicinal properties of cannabis. Yeah, yeah. That's too bad. But I guess we're going to wrap up this super depressing uh, report with uh, an amusing story about a very uh, high-minded theft of uh, attempted robbery of the Apple store that kind of went awry. Yeah. (laughs) We do have have an Apple uh, computer store out here in Temecula, which is a little surprising. I mean, because it's, it's, it's a really nice uh, thing to have, especially if you're a Mac user like I am. But they're, they're just, as far as businesses go, they're very friendly. They're very helpful. Uh, it makes you, I, I think what they're doing at these stores is really building that brand loyalty. So, so it's a good thing. And it's uh, been very popular here in town. And anyway, uh, recently... There was a, an attempted uh, robbery, burglary, break-in, uh, middle of the night kind of thing at the store, and it uh, is one of the things that's destined to end up on one of these shows that has <laughs> stupid crime highlights. 
And uh, these, uh, I don't know, three or four young fellows that had a an SUV that they just plain just drove right through the glass door in the middle of the night. <laughs> And the, the plan was to then go in and steal all the computers and notebooks and iPhones and whatever they could and supposedly, I guess, try to sell them or something. That's all kind of weird because they can track these devices. In, uh, but they, I don't know if they didn't realize this, if they were that stupid, that as soon as they broke that glass, all kinds of alarms were going to be coming up. <laughs> there's, there's a little police station kind of like right near the mall there where this, they, you know, so I'm sure that the authorities were there in minutes, but the funny thing is, is when they rammed through the glass door, the vehicle got stuck. Thank <laughs> you. Know, there's, there's security cameras, uh, and they had to actually, I think, get out of the car and kind of push it to get it off uh, from where it was stuck. They actually were able to get it loose and get away, but by this time, they, it, it was too late to grab any computers. They didn't get anything. And as they were breaking the car loose, uh, one of the license plates came off and uh, was found by the authorities when they got there. The guys got away at the moment, and, but the license plate was found, and it wasn't too long before they were able to track down the owner of the vehicle and arrest him. And, well, the, <laughs> that, I always love true crime stories that kind of uh, break up the monotony of everyday life. But thank you very much, Robert, for joining us on the Heather McCoy Show, and we'll see you next week.